Hello and welcome to the Gems of Rock podcast, where me and DJ talk all things rock music. Hello everyone. Hello. Let's start with some news. Always. Let's start with some really good news. Yes. Um, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, who's been not well for a long time, uh, has today announced that he's cancer-free. Awesome. So... Again, that came up on my news feed and I thought, oh, that's a really nice bit of news to put in. So again, that's brilliant. Yeah, his quote, he was, I think it was on Twitter, he posted, uh, just saw my oncologist and I'm cancer free. Thank God and the universe and friends and family and everyone who sent support and kindness and love. Still have to get scanned every six months and it'll take me until the end of the year to get back to normal. But today's an amazing day and I feel so blessed. So that's a great bit of news. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. positivity done. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's it's a good feel good bit of news that, and uh, I'm chuffed that he's he's feeling better, and hopefully, yeah, he will get back to 100, percent and we'll we'll start seeing Blink again. That'll be great. Um, other smaller bits of news. Uh, Bullet for My Valentine have will do have done. <laughs> Since you are listening to this on a what, Sunday, exactly, yeah. <laughs> on this Friday, uh, Friday the. 1st of October, they are releasing their fourth single from their latest album. Yes. And they've been posting some mad cryptic shit on Twitter. I <laughs> thought they'd been hacked, right? I don't know if it was like clues to a URL or a website. <laughs> no, seriously, get on Bullet's Twitter. Like the pictures were cool. It was like this kind of rainbow symbol. So it's clearly rainbow. Thing. I think called Rainbow Veins, I think the new single is called. I can't wait to listen to it. Mm. But it's just like, what? Like, just speak to me straight, Bullet. Like, you, you just, you're, putting, <laughs> you're putting out fire and absolute bangers. Just, we don't need the... Like they horse have and po- been legit, haven't they? Like, we don't need the horse and pony show. I am so hyped for the new album. Yeah, like, it's unreal. Say, man. I'm, I'm really, like I said to you the other day, I put all the new tracks into a playlist that I've currently got on the go. So I'm listening to them more and more. And yeah. they're, uh, yeah. yeah. One of your phrases, I'm liking what they're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, am, uh, I am picking up what they are it. putting that's, down. It is, it is cracking stuff. Uh, another small bit of news uh, Tool have announced that they're doing a 2022 tour. So that's good. I think they had a big sort of moment where they came back into the limelight and it was their album or new single completely topped the charts like last year before the year. Toes also announced a new one. Mm. Uh, Masking Alessandra. Yeah. They've got apparently a really hit album at the moment. I didn't know. I've not kept my finger on the pulse with it, but they've announced a UK tour. Brilliant. I might keep an eye on that. See Asking Alessandra again. But yeah, so I know there's massive Tool fans out there. But uh, there's a joke there somewhere. But um, yeah, that's exciting stuff to know that they're back on Back got dates on the road again, so exciting for anyone who's going to be able to go see them. And last bit of news, I want to mention uh, Machine Gun Kelly again. We're giving him an airtime. I know. I don't, <laughs> I don't like giving him airtime, but if it's, I don't know. So I was uh, the the article that came up on my newsfeed, and I was out in town with a wife, and it came up on my phone, and I showed her the article. I was just like, ha, look at that. Uh, so the article is Machine Gun Kelly punches a fan after getting booed at the Louder Than Life festival. So he's gone on and. He said that there's not been that many. He said there was like two, two like a hex amount of thousand people that were just enjoying it, and that's yeah, all he yeah, saw. Yeah. There's been multiple videos that have come up online of people booing him. So it's not just a case of these odd like 20 people at this show. There's there's a lot of people in this room that have booed him. Right. And it's obviously, it's all coming from, we mentioned last week, he's throwing shade at Corey Taylor, which is, why the fuck would you Ludicrous ever fucking word. try that? It, yeah, it's, what a silly thing to do. And I said last week as well, I'd be quite happy that if Corey never mentions anything else on it. Like, he's come out with his little piece saying, no, this is what actually happened, and I'm going to leave it there. And I'm quite happy for that to be, like, 
Corey's the bigger man in that, obviously. Why bring yourself down to Machine Gun Kelly's level? However, someone did comment on it this week, and I was like, oh, yeah, someone has. So it was um, Matt Heafy from Trivium. He's like the guitarist and lead singer of the Trivium. So he, he posted, um, I'd like to formally diss Machine Gun Kelly for being a 30-year-old, for being a 30-year-old wearing a fucking 16-year-old pop-punk cosplay identity on a fucking stage. So again, sort of like a mirror image of his original dig at Corey. Yeah, being old exactly. dick. Yeah, and, old, so it was, that was quite nice to see like someone, at least someone on the sort of metal side's gone, do you know what? Yeah, fucking jab. <laughs> and I love Matt Heafy and I love Trivium as well. So seeing that was a, it made me smile a little bit. But yeah, so again, I'll, I'll try and refrain, refrain from giving MGK any more time on our... But we needed to because we love a sharp left turn segue. We do. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you take the lead on our news so, to... Uh... <laughs> speaking of things that are blonde... <laughs> These segues are terrible. Yeah, well, I'm kind of... I feel like that needs to be the thing. I don't know how anyone else feels. I'm, I feel like we're going to like shoehorn some motherfuckers. Yeah, every know. now and again, we'll have a legit segue. Yeah, but, but... we are going to clutch at straws to, so it stops <laughs> making us giggle. So let's talk about Blondie. Let's talk about Blondie. Yeah, we had we had Debbie Harry on the list pretty early doors, didn't we? Let's... Yeah, so and that was it. Yeah, to yeah. be fair, Blackstone Cherry episode and McFly episode have just kind of knocked her on the head and we kept like fucking like, we're going to do Debbie Harry. We're going to talk about Debbie Harry exactly. and we're talking about Blondie. Yeah. yeah. So, I've got a couple of quick fire facts, if you want a couple of quick fire facts. I love facts. them. Go for them. Um, Blondie. So, everyone knows Blondie. It's it's Debbie Harry. Like, that's mm-hmm. what's Blondie. I know the Blondie is technically the band, but as soon as you think Blondie, you think the person Well, when you're nicknamed after, like, the band gets named after you. Yeah, so her name isn't Debbie Harry. Her name is Angela Tremble. So, she's got Debbie Harry as a sort of stage persona, mm-hmm. and then, obviously, Blondie is the ultimate one. As a nickname, yeah. Uh, born July 1st, 1945, in Miami. Uh, she was adopted at three months old. Uh, she was in a band called The Stilettos, which was a female trio, uh, before she met Chris Stein, and I'm going to commit to Stein, I'm pretty sure it's Stein, <laughs> who became a member of the group, and, and then Stein and Debbie Harry became romantically involved. And then in 1974, started the band, which would be known as Blondie. Uh, Blondie broke up in 1982 and then came back, I think, in 1999. And then again, was left on critical success and bounced back with critical success. Mm. I really like him. It's one of those artists that I remember from my childhood. So Mm. obviously my parents being into that kind of music as well. My mum was a massive, like a really big Blondie fan, and other stuff along that sort of new wave genre. Mm. So the songs that you hear that you've not heard for twenty years, but you still go, "Oh, I know that." Mm. And like you songs that you don't necessarily know the title of, but as soon as it starts playing, you know the, like, you know the tune. I know that, or yeah. you know their voice instinctively. It's very mm. much like can't be. I don't know. You can't be replicated. Yeah, I I only had one adjective. You suggested doing Debbie Harry a few weeks back. I was like, mm. yeah, cool. Um, I can't consider myself a, a big Blondie fan. I don't think I could pass our self-involved snobbery test of naming three of their songs. But I was just like, now I've, I've gone back and listened to the songs. I, I only have one adjective, and I feel like we can end the podcast now. It's just iconic. It Done. Iconic. Like, fucking full stop, finish, yeah. see you later. Done. Yeah. Like, you, you play any of their hits, you know, her hits, it's just like, oh, shit, you know, like... You read them, you know, obviously they start in that kind of Greenwich Village scene, that kind of new, like, punk, new wave. I don't know where the borderline between those two kind of sounds and how you differentiate them is, but that's definitely where they came out of. Yeah. But in the end, like, you, again, you go on a Spotify, a Wikipedia, and you look at the genres associated with Blondie, and the list just doesn't stop. It's like, okay, stop now. It's like, no, they have got disco, pop, yeah. punk. 
like they've used you know there's some people quote them having saying like you know latin influences and that could be from being you know born in around miami but it's just like whatever they've done they've got a, such a broad range mm. you know disc i don't know something said disco they've clearly got a massive disco you know yeah throughout and we'll talk about that song in a second but just to be able to blend that to make your sound yeah you know you, you so to not pin them into one specific whole, genre uh, yeah it was know, very, it's, yeah, it's yeah exactly yeah so, they, yeah they cover a wide range of stuff and everything that you do it's everything i've heard by them is always fucking that's quite good like it's, it's never kind of like oh they missed the mark with that it's always yeah well their, their success is an odd one and their uk success is equally odd considering they're you know come out of greenwich new york that kind of you know area of america hmm. their uk success is madness absolute madness you know quite often we've made some comparisons over the past few weeks that Bands might smash it in albums, but not do so well in singles, or vice versa. So like McFly smash it in singles, and all his albums. Yeah, yeah. Like you just the numbers are just like absolute top tier numbers. So six UK number one singles. Fantastic. Like that's like fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, Eleven top tens. You then break it down into albums. That's two UK number one. So it's not like their singles are all can like they've yeah. done it across multiple. Nine of their albums have been in the top ten. <laughs> so you know their singles and albums into the UK success, but it's, it's odd. You look at some of their tracks. So one of them, uh, more famous ones, um, they've released. They've not released in the US. What's that? So um, so uh, their hit song Dennis. Denise. Uh, Denise, sorry, Denise Denise, Denise. Denise. Yeah, of course. Um, it didn't chart well in the US. Mm. Equally, Sunday Girl, quite a big track. Yeah. Um, it was UK number one for I think three weeks. It was a reigning force. But they never released it in the US. I think they also released it in like Australia and a few other you know big markets. Mm. So like I don't know if they decided not to uh, release it in the UK. Uh, sorry, in the US and saw the UK as a, a better market, or they just enjoyed the UK better. Yeah. You know whatever it might be. Um, but something I want to bring up with you because I think it's they're a good band to use that example. Mm-hmm. One of their biggest hits. So we've mentioned Sun- uh, Sunday Girl, but. Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass is fantastic, isn't like, it? Like, you you might not know that title, but trust me, guys, you play Heart of Glass, you know oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, you yeah, know. It's, yeah, it's one of those that everyone will know even if they don't know the title. Yeah. And, you know, you read anything about, like, you, you know, like a preliminary Google search, they'll talk about one of the best songs of all time, you know, high, you know, many, many accolades. Mm. The question I want to pose to you first, they started as a punk band, a new wave band, mm-hmm. and many punk bands that get big... I would see them being accused of selling out. Yeah. Is hey, that, it's, it's is, a, how, a, two questions to this, so A, did they, and B, is it a bad thing to do that? I don't know. It's They're not punk. They are new wave, so yeah. obviously that came after. You'd, I don't think you'd ever class them as punk, but they've got that well okay they had punk roots, kind of thing. And exactly. The, uh, yeah, and yeah, they sold yeah. out to the mainstream, potentially. Sorry, yeah, elaborate. so it's... It isn't, it isn't. Like you say, you're diversifying. They've got stuff in all different kinds of genres and stuff like that. I don't think her... I don't see her ever being like a sellout, but it's what you define as selling out. It's quite a big... It's It's a broad term because, you know, you define it basically as, well, if your punk band's good enough and there's punk fans, well, then being successful in punk... You're not. You've not sold out. No, you're successful. But yeah, it's like, it's have not... you lost your identity? Like, if that was, so, if that was solely your identity, and you built yourself on like just raging against any potential machines, or fuck the man, or fuck this system, I'm angry, and I want you to know I'm angry, yeah. and I want everyone to be angry with me. That let's build this community. If you then suddenly did a 180, mm. then selling out. But 
I, I don't know if someone else like, like I'm, I'm a very vanilla person. I'll admit that I am quite boring sometimes. <laughs> so I won't rage against many machines unless it's the, <laughs> like the printer at work or something. You know, like <laughs> like I'm, I will queue till like I'm dead. You know, I follow all the rules really. But mm. everyone's got to make the money. Exactly, make that yeah, money. Yeah. You know, if, if the po- some of the points of some bands is I want to fucking make yeah, make I, I get, it I get big. Loving, so, loving the music and in it for the music, but if you know your career is a potential flash in the pan, you know, like how often do you talk about one hit ones? You like you don't know. You're not clairvoyant. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if they get accused, but like, there's some interesting articles where it talks about Heart of Glass mm. because they couldn't do right for doing wrong. Apparently, mm. people that saw them with their punk roots shunned them for selling out. Yeah. But those in the mainstream pop disco, because it's a very poppy disco-y song, isn't it? Yes. Um, had issues because it has the lyric pain in the ass. And <laughs> ass or ass made people shriek in horror. How abhorrent oh, wow. is to use the word. So they suffered radio play because of that. Yeah. So they, the people that saw them as a punk new wave. They got whatever, hit from both sides. Yeah, of it. They, yeah. Nobody was bloody happy. Only people down the middle were, you know. But... As of like a lot of the articles I was reading were from like the late uh, like 2017, 2019. So mm. it might not have been as you know. So don't quote me this exact. As of time of reading, um, it ranks in the UK as the 56th top selling single of all time with a combined sales of 1.28 million. Fucking hell, that's not bad. So to be, but then again, so to be criticised, but be like exactly that heavily acclaimed as yeah. well it's it's a uh, yeah that's me but yeah like i say everyone tries different genres and you try different styles and stuff like that and you, you find what works for you and you're always going to have people that follow you and like you whatever you do mm. so we've talked about joe strummer before joe strummer didn't wasn't always just pure clash music you listen to the clash albums and you work your way through them and like fucking hell the, the sounds between them are completely different so like you can't say because they're diversifying and trying different sounds and yeah, it's, it's just what I want to bring up. The, the idea of selling out. Yeah, you know. it's, it's a it's a weird one. Yeah, but I do get it. People can get above their stations and forget where they came from and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I've ever felt that from Blondie. But like you, I'm not the biggest. I can't be the. I'm not the big, biggest fan of it. Like mm. everything I've heard by her, I love, and like the complete style and everything to do with Blondie, I, I absolutely love. But. I'm not a massive fan to like. I think I can't mm. list all the singles over albums and stuff, but but yeah, it's an interesting. I think we get further into that on another one. The idea of selling out—it's bands that you have been accused of. Yeah, that... how, where do you, where do you draw the line? Because it's such a subjective term. Yeah, like you're going to draw your line in the sand where the sellout point is. Is it merch? Is it tickets? Is it what venues you play? Is it when you stop doing the small venues? Mm. You know, you know, like you said, maybe you forget where you're from and you don't nod to the fans and you just see them as a cash cow, but yeah. you've got to make that money. Of course you have. Yeah, fucking John Lydon from Sex Pistols. Was that I'm a celebrity? Get me out of here. And fucking on making Country Life Butter adverts. It's like, <laughs> what are you fucking like... Yeah. There is a line somewhere. Yeah, but uh, fucking, everyone's everyone going to subjectively their build yeah. their own line. Yeah, I think for me, reading about Blondie, I mentioned the, the idea of being clairvoyant earlier, and I don't know if I'm just being a grumpy, cynical git. <laughs> and I, I always consider myself a little like Gnostic and a little bit wary of anything remotely spiritual, extraterrestrial, etc. Sure, 
But apparently she often claims she has psychic episodes, okay. Debbie Harry. Fair enough. Apparently as early as three years old, this, many stories report the same kind of quote. The idea at three years old when she was out like chilling in like a sandbox or something, you know, just like daydreaming. She heard someone speaking to her complex mathematical equations. Right, okay. And I, I don't know, I, I get like almost like overly like, oh, fuck off. Oh, when, you know, when I'm yeah, hearing something yeah. like that, I'm just like, really? Really? <laughs> Shut up. You know, but and then like, do you soften your opinion because she's famous mm. and she's clearly a, a genius in what she does? Because like, some random at a bus stop tells you that like they're hearing complex math. You're not gonna give them the time of day. So I'm kind of annoyed yeah. that because she has a platform to share that. You know, anyone else says that you're getting like shut down to a certain point. And I I respect people's faith and opinions, but I'm just like that seems a bit cuckoo bananas for me. That that's just a bit <laughs> weird. But she is clearly very like ingenious and like just a fighter and a, like an absolute star because. What's very famous with Blondie, I don't know if you know, the zebra print dress. Yes. In many posters and like sold as memorabilia. Apparently it's a pillowcase. Amazing. They didn't have enough money in the like you know mid to late seventies, as you said, mm -hmm. and they just it was originally a pillowcase. Originally they just found it in like you know like a bin or something, <laughs> and just like. I don't know what kind of pillow I'd need to fit in. Like, Jesus wept. You know what I mean? Fucking hell. Man. I wouldn't fit my arm or a leg in a fucking pillowcase these days. Like, fucking hell. But yeah, yeah. apparently, yeah. It was original. I don't, I'm clearly, she got a zebra dress and realised they were onto something. But yeah, it was a pillowcase to begin with. Sure, yeah. right. There you go. That's quite an interesting one. Because it is an iconic look, isn't it? That's oh, one yeah. Of the yeah. Iconic things to it. So, let's hit it. Your favourite Blondie song? Mm, it's, uh, noises. Um, I think it's got to be, just because I tend to lean anything that's a, on a bit more of a rockier vibe, I think, how can you look past Call Me? I think my gut instinct tells yeah. me Call Me. And I like it in the sense that I knew, apparently it was also originally written for Stevie Nicks. Right, and I can, okay. And you can see her singing yeah, that. You can yeah. really, like, like that would work. Yeah. But apparently by the time it was finished, I don't know if Stevie passed on it, I think it was passed on to Blondies. But I think, just, I want that bit more of a rock. Sure. So yeah, I'd definitely go and Call Me. Mm -hmm. And then it, it's closely beaten out by one way or another. Sure. Like, you know, that's been done quite a few times by multiple artists. Obviously, famously, One Direction did it for Comic Relief. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they pushed it. Mm -hmm. You know, fair play to them, raising money for charity and that. Yeah, that's it. It's and a charity single. So I definitely go, call me. And I have a special place in my heart for Maria. Sure. Obviously, it's one of their comeback hits. It, yeah, yeah. You know, one of their, you know, obviously, some of their albums towards the latter stages really flopped a little bit. But Maria almost wiped out those debts, and it was a real comeback for them. Mm. Obviously, what was it? When did they do Maria? Was, was it 99? I think. Yeah, well, the last yeah. album, the, Hunt, the Hunter at the time, it flopped in like 82 or something. Mm. So when they came back with Maria, it was absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. But what I love about Maria, there's two things. One, reading up about this, I didn't know this. She, at the time, uh, broke the record of the oldest woman to have a UK number one single. Really? How old? Do you know how old she was? She was 53 at the time. Fucking hell. Yeah. She beat Cher, <laughs> who only a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> right? And that's why I love this. When you get something, just, and you don't even get to hold on to it for a while. Yeah, 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 so yeah. they beat Cher, uh, is it Believe? Is that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and like, apparently the... Um, it's like when you see sports records, you know, when they have to like break it down. It's not years, it's days. Yeah, yeah. So she was 
days older than Cher. Oh. So it wasn't even like a big margin of victory. She just pipped her to the post by however many days. They're both the same age. And she but... beat it by like, she beat him by days. So if they'd released the songs at the same time. No, as in her age was well, okay. only a few. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, you know, if you're 27 and 200 days old yeah, and I'm yeah. 27 and 202, <laughs> it was only a few days in their age difference that surpassed the, the, the record. Yeah. You know, it was marginal. I thought you meant it was both. I thought you no, meant no. it was literally. No, no, no. It was only no. a couple of weeks that Cher had it. And I think it wasn't far off. Right. I think it was fairly. So like, yeah. In my head, it was like if the singles were released at the same time, she wouldn't have got it because they should be age different, wasn't they? No, I'll, I'll check the exact dates in a second whilst we carry on talking. But the second place, uh, second reason, sorry, Maria has a special place in my heart. There was just a few people at school called Maria. Yeah, like there was one in my geography enough. class at A level and GCSE. And it's just like, I feel like it's a sad time if no one knows that song and Maria's aren't getting that song at them. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. certain names are ruined by songs. So, like, if you're called Jesse, you're just getting called Jesse's Girl. Yeah. You know, well, like Danny, considering we're both Danny, called Danny. Danny Boy. Danny Boy. Man. Yeah. But with, uh, equally, anything like that, or equally, <laughs> when you're minding them being DJ, if Robbie Williams comes on and yeah, you guys yeah, aren't yeah. all pointing at oh, me, mate, yeah. I need it. It's, it gives me life, <laughs> if I'm honest. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, don't stop doing it. But, you know what I mean? Like, how certain songs can mess with your name. So, like, I like, I'm like you know, you know that really. There's like, yeah, 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 so yeah. no, I definitely go uh, call me, pipped by one way or another, and just a special place with Maria. It's fair enough. But what would you go for? Do you know I really like Atomic. Yeah. And I really like Atomic for that guitar lick. Like you, it's got that rock kick to it. It's got that. <coughs> it's one of those rock tracks that you, you can feel the guitar as the riff plays. Just that it's iconic. Like you said iconic. That word's gonna be used yeah. so like, much. This fucking done. End. Like done. Yeah. That's that's the adjective. We can't get any better than that. But yeah. The do now 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 do now now now. And it's just like oh, that is so good. It's just such a simple fucking riff, but it's so good. So yeah, I think. Atomic pips it for that. Obviously, Debbie Harry's part in it and her singing is it is completely amazing. But I really like Atomic because that as soon as you hear that riff, it's just like oh, I fucking love this track. It mm. kicks you, it kicks you in the face as soon mm. as it starts playing. So Buzzfeed to the rescue. Mm. Harry was fifty three years old at the time. The previous record was held by Cher the week before. Amazing. So it was both. It was it was literally releasing in the charts and age mattered just a couple of days. That's fucking hilarious. Fantastic. <laughs> So if we break it down to the facts, like we, I suppose we've mentioned most of these, her number one singles, mm. which obviously, so we mentioned Heart of Glass, Sunday Girl, there's obviously UK, Atomic is also number one, yeah, one of the number one hits. So good, that is. Call Me, the t like the tide is, Jesus, we've not mentioned the tide is high. Like, I'll admit, I'm like Atomic Kitten, like, let's be honest, <laughs> like that's, that's where that's the tide cool. is at the highest. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're the number one hit, and uh, Maria back in nine. So ninety nine, it was ninety nine. I'm scrolling through the dates now. Yeah, yeah. So to come back from a flop in eighty two to almost like, and then equally like I love all good bands that you know, and then they released an album, a, a single in twenty thirteen called One Way or Another. So they must have re released it for mm. one reason or another. I don't know why they re released it. Ninety eighth. Fucking hell. No. So let's find out when they really so, they originally released One Way or Another, or did they not release it as a single? Oh, they must have never released it as a single. Right. Okay. Okay. So it must have just become big. Um, so album-wise, the two number one albums were Parallel, uh, Parallel, Parallel Lines, Lines, apologies, uh, in 78, and Eat to the Beat in 79. Mm. So in the space of a year and about a month, two number one albums. Yeah. Um, then Auto American later, number three, The Best of Blondie, peaked at four, The Hunter, ninth, The Complete Picture, The Very Best of Blondie, third. Yeah. No Exit, 99, so clearly the bounce back from Maria, mm -hmm. the album with that, number three. 
And then some odd, so really, uh, and to be fair, a 2017 album, Pollinator, peaked at number four. Fair enough. So they've really got some great coverage in the UK. I don't know how they like mirrored in the US. Like a lot of reports kind of talking about them not mm. being as successful in the US. Um, I don't know what that might be for any reason. But... It's hanging on the telephone. Did that was that her album or single? Single. Because again, that I think that, that would be a toss-up for my favorite track. I think that between Atomic and Hanging on the Telephone. Hanging on the Telephone. Give me a second. Because again, that was again that is such a great track that. Uh, that was released in 78 and it peaked at number 5 okay right fair enough peaked at number 5 so there we go but yeah I think Parallel Lines it was either my mum went to the shop with my auntie to buy it or they went halves on it or something but it's one of my mum's early memories of going out to a store to a store and buying the Parallel Lines album mm. And again, it's, it's it's like I will clarify that at some point whether it was my bubble or Auntie you, if it was both of them. But yeah, it's again, it's got that connection with me as well. Sort of knowing it was sort of one of her in, first introductions. To so music. no wonder hanging on telephone is for you because it's up there, like that's on it. Mm. And that also like the album, the two sides of it. That one has, you know, one way or another, Sunday Girl, Heart of Glass. You know, so all these songs yeah, you've named like, are, are out of the park, slapping on of. that album. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd be happy with just a few of them spread it. Maybe they just needed to spread it out a bit. They, were, they went a bit hard on that album. In. Yeah. Right. If that was it, but that's the one that you've been... That's the iconic picture I've got in my head is, is Blondie on the... Stood together. Stood with the yeah. band on the parallel lines. In the suits and she's the in the white dress. Blonde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... It's uh, iconic. <laughs> right, I need, we need a thesaurus. Like, quickly, like, Google word. thesaurus. Iconic <laughs> synonyms. Just like... Yeah, man. But yeah, so yeah, there's some amazing tracks by her that you you, you don't realise how much you know by her until you actually listen to a, like a This Is Blondie playlist or something along those lines. But again, influential, massively, like her impact into the music world was enormous and incredible. Like there's not many people that don't know her. Like if you say Debbie Harry or Blondie, yeah, you yeah. know Blondie. Yeah, that, it's not... it, and the thing is, I don't know if many people, unless it's the bands they truly love, not many front men, women, or other band members. Mm. Like, I'm talking about how much bullets slap. I sometimes struggle to get beyond Matt Talk. I can't always name you. Yeah, yeah. Many other, like, like I know one guy's called Moose, because in a lot of the songs, like, <laughs> you know, they're live live stuff, they go, Moose, give it to me! So I know someone's called Moose. <laughs> you know, like, so I feel really bad, because we've seen them multiple times. I love the work. Like, they dominate most of the stuff I listen to. Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, clearly I need to give... You got you just got to tip your hat to Blondie. So I'll we'll, I'll get we'll find some synonyms or inspiring could be one. I don't know. Yeah. The, the evocative. Oh, that's yeah, a, that yeah. Works. yeah, yeah, yeah. Versatile. Yeah, they're, they're just an enigma. Like I said, they're, they're versatile. They're great. They rock. I don't have anything to recommend other than that. They've clearly rocked for years. They've taken some breaks and come back. Um, they've written songs for fun reasons. Mm. Like and I, I believe um, Sunday Girl, one of the others, uh, Chris Stein, who you mentioned earlier. He wrote it um, for Debbie Harry when yeah. she was a bit upset because they lost her cat. Oh, her cat right. escaped whilst they're on tour or something. And I think the cat was called, like, had a similar name or something. There's, right. So the, there is, like, stories. Yeah, there. there's, yeah, like, yeah, a cracking little story behind the song. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have it fully. I'm, I'm sure I skim read it earlier. Um, I think we'll finish on a funny story just to show that, you know, maybe I question their punk rock-ness. Yeah. And punk's all about doing something silly and stupid and fun. 
apparently, the other band members, so not Debbie Harry herself, she's clearly the, the switched on one, so uh, Clem Burke, Frankie, I think it's Infante and Chris Stein, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day 1978, whilst they're in Australia, crashed a boat. <laughs> so apparently Debbie like tells the story like the waves pushed up against the boat um against some sharp coral reefs cut the bottom of the boat the boat starts to sink the engine falls off um, <laughs> and apparently the lads had to scramble onto this island with equally sharp coral like scraping their feet to bits so because they were late coming back and like like Debbie thought like they could be eaten by something like you know it's yeah, Australia yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the things in Australia can eat you exactly yeah. you know? it's exclusively animals that can kill you <laughs> um, Australia. so apparently like there's some fella that was nearby, like old salty, like seafaring, you know, coastal fella. Sure, yeah. Uh, that basically saved stranded <laughs> holiday makers. Um, <laughs> went and found them on this kind of reef, brought them back. But the quote here, and I know I I feel like I need to not swear as much, but you'll love this quote. The old salt told them there was nothing worse than cunts at sea. <laughs> that's great apparently he towed the bow back for them made them pay for it and the motor but apparently they had a gig that night and they managed to get to it so that's pretty punk just fucking up a boat that's it yeah well we've got some time to go what do I do let's get a boat and go island hopping Um, so yeah apparently they played jammed at this music bar for three nights in a row for like it was a small venue obviously that's 78 they're not Flying on all cylinders like, on Christmas Day as well. Yeah, you know, fair not enough. many people on Christmas Day, but yeah. So they got they've had some fun, they've had some hits, they've backed each other up. Yeah, cool band. Podcast over. <laughs> Mic drop. Smashed it. Uh yeah, give them a listen. Thank you everyone that's listening to us. We hit over five hundred downloads this week. I know. And you know I've got a bit of a gripe about that. Because I had to find out from our own Facebook page <laughs> and not you messaging me. Like, I'm scrolling through Facebook after work. I like, finished marking some books. I'm like, oh, shit, we hit five. We did, yeah. <laughs> Why the balls didn't you t- <laughs> Yeah, fair. Oh, yeah, probably yeah. should have messaged you. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's quite, that's fucking, it's, again, we, I say this constantly. These are conversations that we'd be having at some point anyway. Yeah, we're putting a bit the more f- structure to them sometimes. Exactly. A bit but, more research, but... Uh, Sometimes. But we just stuck microphones in front of us and now we're recording it and now people are actually tuning in and listening to us talk. It's f- it fucking blows my mind, man. Like, it's bizarre. So yeah, again, much love, appreciation to anyone that sits and listens to us talk for like 30 minutes ago. But yeah, I've had a couple of people at work going, oh, I'll give it a listen. I was like, why? Why did you? Why would you do that to yourself? Like, <laughs> But no, it's, it's massively appreciated and uh, yeah, we'll keep doing it as long as we've got things to talk about. It's uh, we're loving it, but yeah, thanks again. Hit us up on the socials, uh, Gems of Rock Pod or Gems of Rocket, uh, Gems of Rock on Facebook, Gems of Rock on Instagram, uh, Gems of Rock Pod at gmail.com. Shout at us, we'll shout back. But yeah, again, massive appreciation. Thanks, guys. Cheers, everyone. Speak to you soon. Take care.